0: My loves, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Yoncha Nicolette. I hope you guys are having an amazing day and an amazing week so far. If you're new here, my love, welcome. I'm super excited to have you tuned in for your first ever episode of Manifest Daily, and of course to my OG listeners, you already know the vibes. Okay, hey girl, hey, hey boy, hey, what's poppin', what's good? Welcome back to another episode of your fave. And my loves, a happy, happy New Year to you. I know I've already said it so far, and like I guess the episodes of already gotten up but if I haven't said it to you yet like if you haven't listened to any episode in the new year so far and maybe this is the first one that you're listening to happy new year and welcome to 2023. So my loves today I want to take a second to dive into our favorite topic ever lol um online dating okay I feel like like I said in 2022 I feel like I spent a good bit of time like talking to y'all about my dating life because it played such a such a pivotal role honestly in my experience like I think I did a lot of like growing there were a lot of different perspective shifts a lot of different lessons that I learned specifically through my experiences dating so I actually outlined this episode a while back I think I outlined it I want to say it was almost maybe six months ago. This episode was originally supposed to go up literally months ago, but I sat on it for a while and this is the first time I'm actually looking at my outline and looking at some of the things that I've learned, but I figured this was a really good time to kind of like reflect on the past year, reflect on my past dating experiences and talk to y'all about some of the things I learned. So this is an amazing episode for anyone listening who is single and navigating the dating world, whether you're doing so on the You're trying to meet someone in real life, you know, a little meet cute at the library type thing, you know, (laughs) or even if you're already in a relationship, I feel like this is still a good episode, like lots of nuggets of wisdom will be shared in here. So you already know the vibes, okay? It's about to be a good time, but really quick, I want to remind y'all that right now, merch is still on sale, still available. This is the first ever merch drop. There are six pieces in this merch, including three different like hoodie, crew neck pullover options, two tote bags, and one beanie with a pom-pom on it so if you are interested in merch go ahead and check out the show notes i'll have it linked down below it's also linked to my instagram if you follow me over there so my loves strap in okay for this episode grab yourself a snack of choice a beverage perhaps i recently tried olipop and let me tell you wait was it olipop wait i think it was olipop okay y'all are the one that it's like it's a probiotic soda which when you say that out loud honestly it does not sound very appealing i don't know about y'all but whenever i hear the word probiotic like i automatically think about all the bacteria involved and like when i start to think about bacteria and like viruses on just a very like like a nuclear level is that the is that the level i'm thinking of it on micro microbiotic level girl listen let me- let Let me tell you something. If I start thinking about bacteria and mold. Not why I have mold in there. Girl, why I have mold in there. Bacteria, viruses, the little minis. My skin kind of starts to crawl a little bit. Like, it's just the thought of all of them just congregating everywhere you feel me so whenever I think about probiotics like I typically don't get that excited but funny enough I've been trying to really add more probiotics into my diet specifically because like I know how good they are for you and I know that like gut health affects literally everything else in your body like it affects your brain it affects your mood it Affects so much more than I think a lot of us think about when we think about probiotics and when we think about gut health and when we think about, you know, things like going to the bathroom. So, I recently tried Olipop, I'm pretty sure it's Olipop, and it actually wasn't bad. Like, I looked at the ingredients, and apple cider vinegar was on there. And one thing about me, baby, when I sip a little apple cider vinegar, I'd be like, no, just take me out. I'd rather do like four, five, six, seven shots of tequila back to back versus a shot of apple cider vinegar. Like, that's how much that tang it'd be too tang for me like it's just too too much but when i saw that on the ingredients i was like oh no this is about to be a disaster but let me tell you something it actually was not bad like would i grab them you know to drink all the time not really but that's specifically because i'm not really like a juice girl or like a soda girl i'm more of a if i'm drinking anything other than water it's gonna be a cocktail or it's gonna be a cup of iced coffee okay it's gonna be a latte or a little margarita (laughs) it's it's neither nothing else in between really for me so i don't see myself like grabbing olipop and i go to like you know the store all the time like maybe i'll get one here or there whatever but like a little you know a little mocktail if i want to make one or something like that but otherwise it was actually pretty good and i've also added in um what they call the seed symbiotics to my diet as well which is like a probiotic and a prebiotic together. So I will leave um, a link down below for seed if y'all are interested in seed because I do have a code with them. It's just Manifest Daily and you get 15% off your first month order of seed. Highly, highly recommend. The packaging is so cute too. Like, oh girl, literally a vibe, okay? A whole, whole vibe. So my loves, grab yourself your beverage of choice, your snack of choice, whether you're having yourself a little Olipop or maybe it is a shot of tequila, okay? Or maybe it's a mark. Margarita. Listen, I'm not going to judge. You're not going to judge me. It's just good vibes all around. And let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. So my loves, in today's episode, we're chatting about seven things that I've learned navigating online dating. And the first lesson is to trust Your instincts. Specifically, trusting your instincts when something feels off and you have no proof. I think when it comes to dating, especially online dating, I personally have had a lot of experience where my instincts led me to cutting something off or to asking more questions, diving deeper with a specific person because something felt off and then it led me to realizing that that person didn't necessarily have my best interest at heart. When you're getting to know someone new, you don't really have a lot of information to go on especially if you meet them online and y'all didn't meet through like mutual friends or anything like that like you can't ask someone hey what's this person like or how do they act when they do this or you can't get like the 411 like the background info like all you really have is whatever they put on their hinge or their tinder or their bumble and one thing about folk they gonna lie online okay they will lie online and not to say like you should go in with this expectation that someone is lying to you and that they're not putting their best foot forward or that they are putting their best foot forward and simply doing So, in an effort to maybe just get you to think they're someone that they're not. So, it's not about going in and thinking the worst of people, but it's about essentially going in and making sure that you are using discernment. You are trusting your instincts. You are understanding that this person, essentially, no matter what they say, no matter how amazing they may seem, no matter how, you know, romantic they may be at the very beginning, if something feels off, if something they say makes your skin crawl, if something that they do or something Something that they, you know, the, something about their energy just feels off. Trust that. Ask more questions if you need to. Gather more information if you need to. But just know that your instincts are there for a reason. And like I said, the more that I have gone on dates and the more that I've gotten to know men and gotten to know certain patterns, things like that, the more that I'm confident about my instincts. So I think it's like one of those things where when we talk about intuition, a lot of times people will ask me like, how do you, you know, how do you recognize when like it's your intuition or it's fear it comes with practice it comes with learning discernment over time I think you know it can be really easy to say just listen to your instincts trust your gut whatever but if you don't have a lot of practice doing that it is kind of hard at the very beginning to discern whether or not it is your intuition it is your gut instincts or it is fear and if you are someone who has a pattern of self-sabotaging in relationships you might find that like you go into these dating situations and sometimes it is self-sabotage sometimes it's not instinct or it's not your gut at all, but it is that inner part of you that's wounded and traumatized, that's attempting to distance yourself from a potential partner who may be good for you, someone who is stable, someone who is not chaotic like you're used to from your past, right? So it does take time to learn this, and it does take time to like build that relationship with yourself to learn whether or not it is intuition, instincts, gut, whatever, versus fear and self-sabotage. But I would say that the more, like I said, I've gone on dates, the more that I have seen seen the way that my energy and my instincts react to certain people and the more that I've seen the outcome for what like you know this feeling in my gut means versus like what happened what outcome I get with this person the more that I've learned that it is okay and it is safe to trust those feelings within myself and to allow myself to go with the flow to an extent but if I see something or I feel something that's off to either distance myself cut things off or ask more questions in order to gain more evidence and more clarity about a situation but trust those instincts but if that's something that you don't have a lot of experience with it is going to take a bit of time but over time once you do build up that experience and once you do get to the point where you know you can trust yourself literally do exactly that trust yourself and like I said if something feels off ask more questions or literally run the other way Lesson number two. Also, actually, before I get into lesson number two, I just want to preface this by saying that I identify as a heterosexual woman. So all of my experiences are going to be framed from that POV. So I'm talking about my relationship with men. But of course, reframe this as needed based on the types of relationships that you engage in and that you are comfortable talking about. So lesson number two, if he's into you, then you won't be confused. If he's into you and you ask for clarification, he will happily Give it to you. I have never seen this piece of advice fail me yet. Let me just say that, okay? If someone is into you, more than likely you will know their actions will match their words so if they're telling you oh my gosh I'm I'm really feeling you like I've never met someone like you before you know I see us having this future yada yada like they're giving you all the beautiful romantic words you know they say and everything you want to hear and their actions match their words oh baby yes we love that that's giving very much confirmation it's giving very much clarity there's like not any sort of confusion there but if they're they're saying all this stuff all this like romantic stuff but then their actions aren't giving the same type of energy it's just not adding up right it's not making sense it's giving confusion it's like well you're saying this but you're acting this way like which one is it right and that's why i say if you ask for clarification that's when they will give you that clarification i think to go even further into that like say their actions aren't matching their words and you ask for clarification you're like okay you're telling me this but like you're acting like this and you know it's making me a little bit confused like are you into me are you not and they're like no no no, i'm definitely into you for sure that is a situation where if you just told them like your actions aren't adding up they're not matching for me to really get the vibe that you are truly into me and that you heard exactly what I said and that you're you're understanding where I'm at your actions will then need to change to be a match for the energy of the words right and this is not about trying to change a person this is not about you being like I'm gonna twist his arm and make sure that he does x y and z no because at the end of the day you can't change somebody that don't want to be changed if that man is stuck in his ways and he is dead set on living life like this and you want him to live life like this nothing about what you say what you do how you are, how you treat him is going to make him change unless he wants to change. So that's why I say like, again, asking for that clarity, if you are confused, and if he really is into you, he's going to want to make sure that he does not confuse you any further. He's going to make sure like, okay, I need to change X, Y, and Z. I need to make sure that she knows I'm here for her. I support her. I see a future with her. I'm really into her. She is the woman that I want to be with. She is the person that I want to be with. You feel me? If they are are a busy individual, they will make time for you. I would have situations where men would tell me how busy they were when they weren't consistently communicating with me. For me, communication is important. I'm actually navigating a situation like that with the person that I am, or with a person that I'm seeing, where it's been an issue. And for me, I don't require constant communication because I got things to do, okay? Trust me, I'm busy during my day, but consistency is important to me. And when someone uses an excuse of, they're busy. To me, that is an excuse. I don't care how busy you are. I don't care what you are doing. If you can't make time, find time to either check in with me, maybe give me a quick phone call, set up dates and see me on a consistent basis, then you're not a good match for me because that's something that I require from my partner. And if that's something that you're unwilling to give or provide, then you are probably a better fit for somebody else who doesn't want consistent communication or consistent, you know, seeing their person, that kind of thing. One way to tell if you're not sure is by asking about their intentions. Someone can always lie. That's the thing. Like, people can always say whatever they want. You see people doing this all the time. People will say whatever. (laughs) Like, people will say anything, okay? But I found that the, the easiest way to try to, like, understand or the easiest way to understand what someone is about is to ask them a question and then see what their actions show again if someone tells you this is my intention this is how I feel about you this is you know how I'm moving what I'm doing but their actions counterintuitive to that their actions are literally not matching those words that's how you know like that person one is moving out of integrity and two something's not adding up something is not adding up if someone is telling you that they want to be with you if someone tells you that their intention is to date you their intention is to seek out a purposeful relationship if that's what you're looking for and you guys you you know words wise you're on the same page but actions wise it's not matching up that's when you have a big red flag in your face and you can obviously choose how to proceed with that red flag if you've already had a conversation maybe if you haven't had a conversation with that person like having that conversation and again like I Asking for the clarity. But if you've already had that conversation, and that person continues to move out of integrity and their actions aren't matching, now it's up to you to figure out what are your boundaries? What do you want? What do you not want? What are you okay with? What are you willing to to accept? And what are you willing to say, this is not acceptable for me? For me in the past, I would stay in situations like that a bit longer because I liked the person and I was like, oh, well, you know, they're telling me this and yada, yada, yada. But now I think it's become easier for me to set those non negotiables and those boundaries up front i want consistency in communication i'm okay with not talking to you all day every day But if that's the case, then I wanna see you in person, have those actual meaningful interactions in person a bit more often. If that's not something you can do and you're also not talking to me, like what are we doing here? What kind of relationship are we building? How are we building a relationship if we're literally never communicating and never spending time with each other? So for me, like that is a non-negotiable. That is a hard boundary that I'm setting. Whereas for you, it might be different. Maybe you do want a partner who is texting you back or calling you every day. um, you know, maybe you want someone where, like, they're, I don't know, whatever the, the case is for you, right? But, like I said, if this person is interested in you and if they are into you, if they want to impress you, if they want to put their best foot forward in the same way that you're doing so, right? So, this is about equal reciprocation, this is about equal interest in one another, then they will show up for you in the way that you are asking and willing and requiring them to show up for you. If they're not interested, and you tell them I need X, Y, and Z from you, or this is this is ideal, this is what I need in a partnership, and they can't, or they're not willing to, or they don't want to show up in that way for you, then what are you doing? What are you what are you really doing with this person? with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash daily. That's drinkag1.com slash daily. Check it out. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. It is crucial to take breaks from the apps for your self-care. If you follow me on Instagram, then you would have seen that in December, I posted something on my story. It was an article from Goop where it was talking about the process of taking breaks from apps and how on the apps, it can become really easy to get a little bit jaded and cynical. I found this in my experience where you're literally swiping through like endless amount of people or seemingly endless amount of people and if you're seeing a lot of people who aren't meeting your personal standard for what you want in a partner maybe they are not the type of person you're attracted to physically maybe they don't you know have the specific requirements that you want in a partner for someone like say you're looking for someone who wants to have kids or or doesn't want to have kids and you're not seeing people who match that or you're not seeing people who have um the same dating goals the same dating intentions as you whatever the case is. It can become really easy if you're seeing so many of those people that don't match what you want that you become jaded and think, well, does the kind of person that I even want exist? Am I going to be single forever? Is this just the way things go and everyone else gets to have their cake and eat it too? And I'm sitting here starving. I found myself in that really really negative cycle many many times and it's hard it's tough i did an episode on the psychology of dating apps before these apps are literally designed to keep you hooked they're designed to keep you coming back for more i will be the first to admit that i have paid for these apps several times i've probably spent like hundreds if not at least a thousand dollars over time okay not not all at once now but over time on these apps and you might say I don't know you might think that's pathetic you know think what you want however for me it felt like a way to allow myself to spend less time on the apps like if you've ever used Bumble or uh, Bumble specifically I'll talk about that one because that's the one I typically end up paying for because when you pay for it you can see who's already liked you so for me that was my way of being like okay if I can see who's already liked me then I'm less likely to spend more time swiping because I'll just look through who's liked me and it did work out for me that way so it did save me time and save me a bit of energy however it still didn't really release me from that trap of cynicism and jaded feelings because I would end up swiping through hundreds of men who'd already liked me that I personally wasn't really attracted to and it just made me feel like well damn are all the handsome intelligent financially secure men taken and that's a really crappy feeling to feel and especially when you have the pressure as a heterosexual woman of like your biological clock is ticking and you know you better hurry up and settle down and you're almost 30 so like 30 is basically 95 in the social world these days so like you're basically dead so you should find someone it becomes this thing where you feel kind of like oh my gosh like there's so much pressure so much pressure involved even when you know that the the pressures themselves don't really um like they're not real like they're not really real you know what I mean and that's where taking a break becomes crucial dating is tiring and specifically when you're using the apps and you're putting yourself out there so so much and maybe you're not encountering the type of interactions and connections that you want to it becomes a thing that can drive you a little bit mad like again trust me this is coming from the person that pretty much downloads and deletes and downloads and deletes over and over and over and it's sometimes a really vicious and disgusting cycle and I say disgusting because I personally feel disgusted with it sometimes but I know I shouldn't judge myself for it but it just I literally literally hate the cycle but whenever I delete the apps I always fall into the, the mindset trap of like well how will I meet someone because y'all know I don't go nowhere okay and yeah there is the whole put yourself out there and you know yada yada thing but even when I do put myself out there and even when I am you know doing things and trying new things and whatever it becomes this thing where like Just because you're putting yourself out there in person um, doesn't always guarantee you're going to meet someone. And especially because I tend to do a lot of things by myself. So I tend to do a lot of things where I don't know, like it's just like not a like group activity (laughs) situations. I don't really get approached a lot in person. And I've had men tell me before that they find me intimidating. I'm not very surprised at a statement like that because I've gotten statements like that all my life. And I understand you know, being intimidating to someone, but I think I am pretty approachable. Like I'm very chatty with people. Anyways, I'm rambling now, but what I'm saying, okay, is that swiping on the apps can be a really good way to meet people, especially if you're someone like myself, where you don't, you know, maybe have a lot of like friend connections in the city that you're in, or you don't really do a lot of things. Like you don't really go to like a lot of bars or situations where you might typically encounter someone, but It is really important to take the breaks for your mental and emotional health. It's okay to pause, take a step back, delete the app, re-download it. Again, I particularly feel sometimes disgusted with myself in this cycle, but I'm working through my own thoughts around judging myself for that. And, you know, even in coming on here and telling you, don't judge yourself for deleting and downloading and, you know, I'm kind of judging myself I won't judge you I promise okay so take a little bit of a break if you need to and know that if you take a break you can always go back on like the apps are always going to be there those people are always going to be there half the time I, like not even half the time like literally every single time I go back on it's the same ass man on there girl it's the same I'll be like oh my god and I know they probably looking like not this girl back again yep it's me hi <laughs> 75th time downloading bubble I'm back again not even gonna fill out the bio this time because like what's the point but yeah take take a break okay I yeah I'm clearly taking a break right now because I I'm in need of one so you do that too if you need to okay okay lesson number four before we get into lesson number four I am still at my parents house as I record this so if you hear lunchbox snoring in the back (laughs) that's what that is and also the heat just came on I don't think you guys can hear it but you might hear a lunchbox snoring. So lesson number four, just because you don't get a ton of matches doesn't mean that you're not a catch. The apps are deceiving and there are a ton of factors at play. Can we repeat this one? Can we like, I need to hear this. Like this is one that I genuinely have to remind myself all the time. Let's get into it. I talked about this in Friends with Benefits episode part two. Um, I also referenced that episode earlier. In that particular episode, I talk about the psychology of dating apps, but I also talk about some of the science behind the technology and, and the psychology, obviously, behind the technology. Really good episode if you haven't listened to it, so I highly recommend that one. But to sum it up, dating apps have algorithms, and these algorithms can essentially encourage discrimination. So... The thing is, I understand the idea and like the whole thing of having a specific preference, right? But the thing with the apps is because they have a particular algorithm, if you're in a location where like the people on the apps have specific preferences, it can create a situation where you, if you don't fit the aesthetic preference of the particular group that is the dominant group on the app, then you can get pushed down in the algorithm. And even though you might be really hot, really smart, really amazing, literally a catch, you might not get a lot of matches simply because the algorithm is ranking you based on the actions of, you know, the dominant group's preference, essentially thinking that you are not attractive or you are not like high ranked on the app essentially, right? So that being said, the lack of matches that you get on any given app is not a reflection of how much of a catch you are. I can't tell y'all how many times I've had in my dating experience moments where i had to remind myself that because there were so many moments where like i'll tell you in particular hinge i like hinge is the worst for me i know so many people talk about hinge and how they found relationships on hinge and how the guys are you know better on hinge and they you know they're better quality or whatever like all these things people talk about when they say you know hinge is an amazing app every time i go on hinge i get like no matches Like I get like no likes. Okay, let me, I'm being dramatic here. People do like me on a hinge. The other thing too is like when I get likes on these apps, sometimes I'm like, I get no likes. And it's just because I get likes from people that I am not really attracted to or not really interested in. So I should really phrase this properly. Like I don't tend to get matches that I feel are aligned with my personal preference and my personal like dating app intentions and there have been a lot of moments where I've questioned like am I even attractive and here's the thing okay those moments I will say for me are kind of fleeting I'm very like I have a lot of confidence I have high self-esteem I would consider myself someone who has high self-esteem like I know what I bring to the table I know my worth at the end of the day I'm not gonna sit here and have no man call me ugly and me be hurt because I'm like Baby, you might not think I'm attractive, but I know for sure it's a majority of folk out here that think I'm attractive, okay? And yes, I'm tooting my own horn, and yes, if you are, however you identify, just know If you feel attractive, if you feel like you are bringing a lot to the table, if you feel like you are a catch, baby, you are a catch. Like, you know yourself. You know your soul. You know your intentions. You know your worth. You feel me? So don't ever let anyone, app or not, sit here and try to tell you, you need to humble yourself. Like, we can be humble because I'm a humble individual. You, we, we can be humble, but still know our worth. You feel me? Like no one's going to sit here and try to drag me down a peg and be like, oh, you not? You might not think I'm attractive. But when I look in the mirror, <laughs> most days I see a 10. Okay? Most days. <laughs> there are days where I would be like, oh, girl, you look a little hurt. But most days it's a 10. All right? That being said, on the apps... It's not always my experience to feel that way, especially like I said with Hinge, where either the people that I'm getting shown that like me or the people that I'm seeing, it's just I feel like, oh, my gosh, you know, why am I not getting likes from more attractive uh, individuals that I personally find more attractive, things like that? So it starts to kind of make me feel as if on the apps I'm not highly ranked, whatever. I'm not attractive on the apps. Particularly another thing that I've been trying to like work through is my thoughts on that with men in Dallas. And obviously this is quite a generalized statement because I understand that at the end of the day, you can't apply a general statement such as this to an entire population of an entire city in a very large state. Okay. It is, it's not going to be factual, but I will say in my experience, I've had moments where I question my attractiveness based on the fact that in Dallas I have encountered more men who are more conservative right so more so wanting um you know a wife that goes to church someone who wants to kind of be more of that traditional homemaker type someone who is you know um went to like one of one of the big Dallas uh state schools or Texas state schools and like you know just goes to certain type of activities has a certain type of look has a certain type of family dynamic Like, you know, kind of that more Southern conservative type. I've seen a lot of men on the apps where based on what they've written and based on, you know, if I'm going to judge based off looks, because we kind of all do to some extent, they look like that's what they're looking for. And as a black woman, (laughs) I don't fit that stereotype. I don't fit the the Southern charm, Little Miss Belle type of vibe. You feel me? So in some ways, like moving there, as much as I love Dallas, and that's the thing I, I've struggled with. Like I had a point where I was like, okay, well, what is dating like for me in Dallas? Do I feel like I can meet people here? And I, I, I do because at the end of the day, it is a major city, so not everyone is from there. And there are a lot of people with different thought processes, different types of preferences, um, different types of lifestyles, whatever. So there is an ability to meet more liberal minded individuals, people who are kind of more so my speed, that type of thing. But it has been a bit of a culture shock in that way. Like people ask me all the time, you know, the culture differences from moving from like the Northeast to to the South. And if I've experienced any sort of culture shock doing so. And to be quite honest with you, the only real culture shock I've experienced through this move has been through dating. When it comes to like food or when it comes to, or like maybe the only other thing would be religion and the church and kind of seeing that be a, a more prominent part of the culture. But even so, it's not my culture so I don't find myself having to interact with a lot of individuals who are very um into that particular part of the southern you know culture and southern stereotype so I don't notice it as much the only place that I do notice its prominence is when I am dating and when I do notice men mentioning church or Jesus in their bio like I have never in my life encountered so many dating bios that mention church or or Jesus in my life until I move to Dallas. That is on point with the stereotype. I will say that. And there's nothing wrong with it. Typically, if I like uh, an individual's profile and they have something like that in there, I might like them. But if it's on hinge or something, I do add a comment saying, like, hey, you know, just so you know, like I don't attend church regularly or anything like that. Is that like a deal breaker for you? And most of the time it is. So I'm upfront about who I am and, you know, what I'm willing and not willing to do. But Yeah, like it's not um, for me something that's like a turnoff. It's more so that I just never really encountered that until moving. But anyways, like I said, I'm proud of who I am, the way that I carry myself, the way that I show up to any given place, table, situation, opportunity, door that I knock on, whatever. So... I know that I am a catch and just because the apps may not reflect that in terms of how many likes I get or anything like that doesn't necessarily negate my worth. It's the same thing like when we talk about Instagram likes, right? And if you base all of your worth in something like an Instagram like or a social media interaction, you are gonna find yourself quickly losing yourself. Just because you post a picture and not 100 people like it doesn't mean that it was a bad picture. There's so much at play besides how you're showing up in that photograph, right? There's an algorithm. There's the time. There's there's so many other things. So it's, it's the same principle. And I just wanted to talk about that because, like I said, I've struggled with that and still to some degree struggle with that because I'll go out in person and I will see the way a lot of like people look at me or I'll get a lot of compliments and you know people and my favorite compliments are the ones where people are like your energy is so infectious and they talk about not just my looks but the way that I show up energetically because I I always say energy doesn't lie right you can't you can't put makeup on your energy you can't put a wig on your energy (laughs) it is just the way it is so when I show up the way I show up in the in the real world and I get these compliments I know that I am a good person. Like, I know I'm showing up in the way that I want to show up. And I know it's a good reflection of the person that I am. And unfortunately, an app on your phone, as much as you will try to craft a beautiful bio, as much as you will try to put amazing pictures, as much as you will try to do a voice prompt, a video prompt, whatever, to try to describe as best as you can the complexity of the individual that is you, it will never fully encapsulate who you are. And that is just a limitation that we have to accept when we're doing online dating and when we're participating in online dating. And it just kind of is what it is. But you're a catch. Just know that, okay? You are still a catch no matter what Hinge thinks. with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash daily. That's drinkag1.com slash daily. Check it out. Lesson number five, how quickly you find a partner does not define you. And not finding a partner as quickly as you want to doesn't mean that you never will. Y'all know this, everyone is on different timelines and I know that we know this and this is one that like I always have to remind myself. My mom reminds me all the time, my friends remind me, I remind them. But it's still kind of tough to accept sometimes because when you know what you want and when you are very clear about what you want, it is kind of tough to sit in the moment, like the in-between of knowing what you want, knowing that you will have it. But that in-between of like, I'm not experiencing it right now. It is also tough when you see a lot of people experiencing it around you. And this is kind of like a manifestation hack or like a something that can help you know that it's coming to you so whenever you have people that are really close to you that are experiencing like a variation of the thing that you want so if you want a relationship and you're seeing a lot of people get into a relationship or deepen their relationship by getting engaged or having kids or whatever like having some aspect of the life and the lifestyle that you want to have it doesn't mean that God is taunting you it doesn't mean that the universe is literally being like well you're never gonna get it in fact it's actually a sign that it's very close for you it's a it's a reminder that it's possible for you if the person or someone close to you can have that thing can call it in, can manifest it what's to say and who's to say especially who's to say you can't manifest that same thing for yourself who's to say you can't experience that same thing for yourself when i wrote this outline i had in my notes that i'd recently seen so many tiktoks where people share how they ended a relationship joined hinge or joined tinder or joined bumble And literally matched with the person that became their partner. Their, you know, whether girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, whatever. They match with that person like the very same day that they joined or like the very next day. I've heard so many of those like success stories of the apps where it's like, I just kind of, you know, decided to like join whatever. Like didn't really care. Match with this person. And lo and behold, we're expecting baby number two. And it's really inspiring to like see those kind of stories because they are again success stories so they remind you that like this thing is possible right it happened to this person and it may not happen for you in the very exact same way like you might be the person that's on Hinge or Bumble for like 255 days before you meet someone that you go on a second date with like that might be your story but it does show you that it's possible and while it is inspiring I will be the first to admit that sometimes these stories are also kind of discouraging especially if you're someone who has been on the apps like myself for a little bit longer and you are open for a relationship and you've been on there for a while and it hasn't happened. When I wrote this outline, it had been I would say a little over a year since I'd been single and now we're going on almost 2 years. And it's not a long time to be single, right? In the grand scheme of things when you think about it, there's going to be a time where if you want to, you're going to meet your romantic partner and y'all will be in hopefully a really long relationship, a lifetime relationship if that's what you want. So in the grand scheme of things, 2 years out of let's say, you know, 75 years, it's nothing. It's a drop in the bucket. But I think what kind of scares me is that the last time I was single, I was single for almost five years. And again, five years in the grand scheme of things it's not a lot. But five years of being single and wanting a romantic connection, wanting to build something with someone, wanting hugs and cuddles and kisses and compliments and a partner to, like, share these really romantic moments with. Like, I really want to do this cabin trip and i found this super cute cabin out in waco texas that i want to go to and like i've thought about going there by myself and i might just end up taking the trip by myself and going out there and like doing some creative things for myself like maybe recording some episodes out there but i want to go on that cabin trip with my partner like i literally have a bunch of places that i've bookmarked on instagram of like when we meet you know, coffee shops that I want us to go to or activities that I want us to do in Dallas and places that I want us to go. And I always think that it's important to not spend time just waiting, right? Because you'll lose your whole life if you're just waiting for someone, if you're waiting for them to do the things that you want to do. So I'm trying to find that balance of like allowing myself to plan and to say, when I meet this person, we're going to do this, right? It's sort of like building that excitement for when we do reunite in this life, but also making sure that I'm not spending too much time waiting and letting life pass me by and not enjoying the things that I want to enjoy as I wait for our encounter. So I think just because I have that experience of being single for such a long time before and really wanting it, when it became time for me to leave my last relationship, I struggled for a few months to do so because I was afraid of being single for a long time again and I think now that I'm in the midst of it it almost feels like my fears have come true because I'm like I was afraid of this like I was afraid of being single for a really long time and here it is happening and I know like literally I don't always feel this way like There are a lot of times where I do count the blessings I have of being single and the things that I can do and the things that I don't have to deal with because I'm not in a romantic partnership. But again, it's something that I want. So having, you know, the experience of like a longer in-between time and seeing people around me who like break up with a partner and then three months later they like meet someone and they get engaged in like six months. Kind of like sometimes I feel envious of their timing and I'm like, I wish... I could have something like that. Like, I wish I could just bump into this person on the street and just know. And, you know, it's like, I'm like, this is it, you know? And I, Like, it's like, why didn't that happen? In some ways, when I moved to Texas, I kind of like had that Pisces air of dreamy energy and dreamy like wonder when I thought about it. I was like, oh, it'd be so cool if I just moved across the country. And then as soon as I got there, like I met him in my building or something. And then that would show me that, you know, I had a soulmate all along, but he just lived in Texas (laughs) while I was in Boston. But Unfortunately, it didn't happen that way. And, you know, I've accepted that that wasn't my story. And that's okay. And my story just happens to be a little different. But I think for any singles who are listening to this, which at this point, I feel like it is quite a very singles oriented episode. But for any singles who are listening to this one, you know, this is just a reminder, like embrace that in between. Do the things that you want to do, travel, meet new people, take up new hobbies. It might not happen quickly for you or it might not happen on the timeline that you want it to. But that's just something that you have to accept. And I have no other words of wisdom around it besides you just kind of go every single day and you, you find little ways to accept it every single day. Some days are going to be harder than others. Some days you're going to be pissed. Some days I argue with God. Some days I'm frustrated. Some days I'm mad. Some days I'm sad. But most days I'm okay. Most days I am podcasting. Most days I'm watching my vlogs. Most days I'm enjoying the peace and quiet in my home. Most days I'm ordering my takeout. Most days I'm going to the mall and enjoying the fact that I have no one rushing me to hurry up. Like most days I'm fine. But like I said, you're going to have the days where it's a little tougher and it's okay to have those days. But again, just knowing that nothing is permanent. You being single is not a forever thing if you don't want it to be, and you will call in that partner. It just, again, might just be on a different timeline than your friends and your family and the people around you. Lesson number six, you can meet people in real life. If you take breaks from the apps or don't like them, you are not doomed another lesson for myself. (laughs) I remember at the very beginning being terrified to take breaks from the apps. And I know it sounds dumb, but I would just wonder like, how would I meet someone or how will I meet someone if I'm not putting myself out online or putting myself out there online? And in some ways I still have this fear. Like I find myself like battling this fear every single time I take a break from the apps and I have to like have a chat with myself and be like, it Is okay. There, people met each other, people fell in love, people got married, people had relationships before dating apps, and people will continue to meet people in person and, you know, get together, build connections, whatever, regardless of the fact that online dating exists today. There are so many opportunities to meet people in real life. And even if you're just like myself and you only go to like the gym, and the grocery store and possibly the mall sometimes you can still see cute people in real life invite them over and have a chat with them literally yesterday i went to a coffee shop with a friend so i think i said it in this episode already so i'm in boston and i went to a coffee shop yesterday and i was sitting at this like kind of communal table with my friend and there were two guys who were sitting at the end of the communal table so the table had maybe i want to say like eight chairs and we were at the far left end And these two guys were at the far right end. And at one point, one of the guys got up and he went over to the outlet that was on the far left end. So over to like where we were. And he, you know, was walking by to get, plug his laptop in. We like made eye contact and... Before I even had a chance to overthink it or to decide, no, I shouldn't do that or whatever, I said, Hi, how are you? Or something like that. I don't even know what I said. I think I said, Hi, how are you? Or I think I said, Hey, what's up? Something, I don't know. I said some sort of greeting inspired thing, <laughs> statement, or question. And he looked genuinely surprised that I spoke because I think, you know, we were sitting at this table for at least like two hours with these men and I didn't speak to them, but I said, But I said, and then we kind of engaged in a little chat because he was just, oh, I was just getting, you know, putting my laptop over here. And I was like, oh, yeah, like I, I was whatever we like exchanged sentences to each other. Right. And it didn't go further than that. But I think that's a situation where I had that touch point with that person. So had I wanted to continue speaking to him or continue saying something, granted, I don't know what his relationship situation was. I don't know any of that. He didn't have a wedding ring on. That's all I know. Okay. But that was a situation where I created a a moment where there was an opportunity to continue speaking and there was an opportunity to continue getting to know each other and possibly go from there. And there are so many of those moments in real life, right, where you have those opportunities. And I think it's just about creating more of that for yourself. So if you are someone that wants to meet someone in real life, like making yourself a bit more approachable and available. So maybe that means when you go out, don't wear the AirPods. Like make sure you don't have anything in your ear, that you're, that you're alert, that you're maybe not fully on your phone. So that if you want to approach someone, if you want to see who's around, who all there, you can do that. If you want to make eye contact with someone and energetically and subtly invite them to come over and speak to you, that is available to you. It's definitely harder, I will say, or at least I personally find it harder because I'm so used to the apps. Like I will shoot my shot every single day online, girl. I will no shame in my game online. I will shoot my shot because I don't care. I'm not if I shoot my shot and you reject me I don't have to see you in person like I'm not gonna see you I think it's a different type of thing when you potentially have to experience that rejection in person but it's still possible like I said earlier I don't get approached a ton in person but I have gotten approached I remember there was one time I was at Barnes and Noble and this guy started talking to me at Barnes and Noble we ended up going on a date it didn't work out like I wasn't really that into him once I got to know him a bit more but it showed to me, okay, you're only at the bookstore and the coffee shop and the gym. Well, God will send somebody to those places if that's where you're meant to meet him. Another time, I got approached by someone at the gym. Again, didn't really work out, but it also showed me like, you only be at the gym? Well, God gonna send him to the gym if that's what y'all are meant to meet. So, like, wherever you go, especially if those are places that are comfortable for you, especially if those are places that you frequent, frequent recent, or not recently, frequent a ton, then there's a possibility you can meet someone there. Just make sure that you are open to it energetically, that you are you know, looking around, seeing who's there, making eye contact, smiling at people and just like chatting up with people, like chatting, like just because you say hi, hello, how are you to someone doesn't mean you're getting married to that person. Doesn't mean that you have to become best friends with that person. Like let go of the, just the seriousness of interactions. Like we're humans. We're all just out here bumbling around like little flies. Like it's not that deep. Say hi to people, smile at people, interact with people, invite connection And you never know where it could go. And just, yeah, like that, that, that's it. (laughs) That's it. You can meet people in real life. Okay. Reminder for you and for me. Lesson number seven, love can find you when you're not looking for it, but love can also find you when you're actively seeking it and you're actively putting yourself out there. I can't tell you the amount of times I've gotten advice from people of don't look for it you know it'll like the person will come in when you stop looking when you least expect it when you are not doing anything just just sit down (laughs) just stay right there and they will just show up they will show up and they will be at your door or they'll be wherever you need them to be when you stop looking and I think this advice whenever it's given is not meant to in any ways disempower anyone I think this is advice that's typically given by people who have met someone already and for them maybe it was their specific experience that they sort of gave up or they weren't looking or whatever and they happened to meet someone with whom they fell in love with and I think that it worked for them in so many ways they're giving that advice because that's what they know. I don't think this is meant to be harmful. I don't, again, think it's meant to be disempowering, but I think in many ways it can be very invalidating. It can, at least when I hear this specific advice, it's frustrating to hear as someone who is actively looking and actively putting themselves out there because in many ways it says that you are doing something wrong by attempting to look for something that you want to find and when we talk about manifestation and we talk about the process of letting go and the process of detaching from something in some ways there is that energetic importance to letting something go but what's subtle about detachment is that in the process of detaching you're not necessarily detaching from your desire Right? You're not saying, I don't care if it comes or not. I don't want this thing. I'm going to stop looking. You're saying that whether or not this thing comes in, you are going to enjoy your life. You're going to enjoy, you know your experience because you know that it's coming for you like detachment is the process of having faith essentially because when you detach from the outcome it's because you know the outcome is in your favor you know the outcome is good so you're not sitting there grasping at straws holding on desperately you know taking crumbs from people because you're so afraid of the outcome you have detached you know you're good you know you're good so you can you can still have your desire because you know you're going to get what you want. So in someone saying just don't want it or just just don't do anything, I think that is quite disempowering. It takes away your ability to follow your nudges. It takes away your ability to take inspired action. If you're inspired to go on the apps go on the apps. If you're inspired to go to a party by yourself or go to a party that you normally wouldn't go to or go to a bar that you normally wouldn't go to, like do the thing. You feel me? Like Just because you are taking steps and putting yourself out there doesn't mean that you are automatically giving off desperate energy. Energy does come into play here. And again, those are the moments where you might need to take a break from the apps or you might need to... Take some time to step away from dating to ground to return back to yourself to let go of that cynical energy, that jaded energy. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to stop looking altogether. Some people do meet their person when they're not doing anything. Some people do meet their person when they're just looking for friends with benefits and they happen to get into a relationship or friends with benefits relationship that turns into a committed monogamous relationship. But then some people are also on the dating apps swiping and swiping and they go on a date, and they meet someone, and then it works out. So both stories can be true at the same time. It can happen when you're on the apps. It can happen when you're off the apps. It can happen if you're going on several dates a month, and it can happen when you go on one date with the one person who you just met randomly, and it just works out. There is no one right way, and there's no only one way for this to happen you're going to meet your person when it's time for you to meet your person that that's the end of the story like divine timing you're going to meet them when it's time for you to meet them no matter what you do you're going to meet that person when it's the time for you to meet them. But how you spend the moments in between is going to be up to you, whether or not you want to fully let go of dating entirely or whether or not you want to continue dating in the in the in between. That is up to you. It's just about what's going to be a more enjoyable and more authentic experience for you. Um, I was listening back to like the other part of the recording and I heard Lunchbox in the back. So if you're listening with AirPods or earphones, you're probably going to hear him. It's like very subtle. Let me see if I could. Do you guys hear him? He's like having some sort of wild dream over there. But my loves, that is today's episode. It has been a beautiful one. It has been a really good one for me. Just very reflective. Um... Yeah, like very cathartic as well. So thank you for joining me for this episode. I hope it was helpful if you are someone who is single and you are navigating these streets. Hopefully this was super helpful for you. And also validating of the multitude of emotions that you can go through when you're single. Feeling happy, feeling excited, feeling frustrated, feeling sad, feeling hopeful, feeling nothing. There are so many different emotions that we experience in this particular chapter. But as I said earlier, and as I will say over and over again, like every single episode, nothing is permanent. So this particular chapter, enjoy it for what it is when you can. okay, Enjoy it for what it is because it is not always going to be your experience. So if you are coupled and you made it through this episode, I appreciate you for listening, for tuning in and supporting, even though maybe... Most of the things I said were definitely turned out to be very much directed towards single people listening, okay? But if you are a coupled individual and you have any single friends, please be sure to share this episode with them if you think that they would find it helpful, especially if they may have gone through some uh, experiences similar to the ones that I mentioned that I have been through in my dating experience. But my loves, I want to thank you so, so much for being here. As per usual, go ahead and uh, feel free to share this one on Instagram, tag me at The Manifest Daily. I'll reshare, of course, and I will see y'all or chat with y'all rather in the very next episode. Thank you for being here. And of course, oh, another thing, if you could leave a five-star review for the show, that would be amazing. Yeah, it just helps it like rank on the the chart things. Y'all know the charts, okay? We ranked a lot in the charts in 2021. We were number one at one point in the charts for spirituality and religion and would love... To see that same energy in the 2023 Spotify wrapped. So, if you could leave a five star review, I would highly appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here, my loves. And I will chat with you in the very next episode. Bye. itinerary and this trip is a celebration of new beginnings and also a couple of birthdays so if you're curious about bali and you want to meet me there alongside a couple other wonderful amazing beautiful souls head to my website for more information themanifestily.com slash events visit the link in the show notes and yeah let's let's hang out in bali everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich